The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pa to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. By the time that you are listening to this episode of Pod Chat, I'm pretty sure you will slowly be coming down from the high that is a stuffed belly full of turkey, my favorite green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, and whatever else your favorite Thanksgiving food is. Well, Thanksgiving has barely passed, and the holiday shopping season is bursting forward at a feverish pace. I'd like to spend a little time focusing on Thanksgiving instead of shopping. If you're in the Black Friday spirit, be sure to check in for next week's episode as I'm prepping a holiday shopping guide special episode uh, for dancers. But this week, we are going to focus on cultivating thankfulness. Before that, let me remind you that I will be speaking at an event put on by the Dancers Resource and Career Transitions for Dancers on Monday, December 5th at Gibney Dance. I believe it's 280 Broadway, and it'll be from 5 to 7 p.m. And this event is uh, called Managing the Freelance Life, and I'll be going and speaking about uh, my background as a freelancer, and I'll be offering tips and advice to hopeful freelancers or professionals that are looking to get into more freelancing. And really, it's just a great opportunity for our freelance community to get together and network because we don't all work for the same company every day, so we don't get to get to, we don't get to get together very often. So, if you get a chance, you're in New York City on Monday, December fifth. Make sure to head down to Gibney, uh, and uh, you actually have to RSVP, but it's free. It's free. We just want to know who's coming. So, if you uh, message me on uh, my Facebook or if you go to my contact page on my website, which I'll tell you later, um, you can contact me and I can share the information with you. Alright, it is easy as a dancer to get hung up on the daily grind of perfecting your technique and art. Dancers spend nearly every day staring in a mirror (laughs) and being critical of themselves. Um, I find even if there's not a mirror in front of me, if I'm walking down the street and I see my reflection in in the window of a a shop, I I even check my posture. This striving for perfection can be an overwhelming task riddled down with self-doubt, lifted up with self-affirmation, and a range of other complicated strategies to motivate oneself to achieve the impossible. Dancers are some of the most (laughs) inspiring people I know, but at the same time, their constantly critical approach can give off the air that dancers are some of the more negative artists around. I've heard this from a handful of people that say, oh... Dancers just can be so negative, and I, I don't think that that's necessarily true, but it can give off the air of that with that critical approach to everything that they do in their lives. In a career full of short-lived yet thrilling highs, personal and painful lows, and a middle ground of immensely difficult hard work, I find that dancers often <laughs> find themselves focused on their end goal and forgetting to appreciate the fact that they are employed in their dream job, physically fit, 
and working in literally one of the most unique atmospheres on this earth. I mean, there is nothing that compares to the job of a dancer in a dance studio. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into details about that. Maybe I'll do that in a future podcast. I thought I'd spend some time today to remind all my listeners, dancers and non-dancers alike, that there are so many things to be thankful for today. And I want to share some tips to help inspire and cultivate your thankfulness, even if today is the beginning of a daunting month-long celebration of all things Nutcracker. <laughs> if you're doing 40 shows of Nutcracker, I feel you. Alright, I can't say that I'm always the most positive person, and I really struggled with feeling thankful about anything for a long period of time while I was burnt out. When I danced for P&B, Pacific Northwest Ballet, for those of you that haven't been uh, keeping up with these podcasts, but I danced with Pacific Northwest Ballet when I was there, I often got caught up in the noise uh, that roles were being given to other dancers, or the fact that I was dancing a lot of roles that would be considered soloist and principal caliber, but I was retaining my place in the core. Once I left, I had a short bout of... I'd say great hope before I was let go from my job for being injured. As I jumped into my freelance career with a blindfold on, instead of being proud and thankful for my strength in adversity and hardship or for my previous accomplishments, I tended to be driven by negativity. I remember I was at a an event on the top of one of the towers in Philadelphia and I was sharing a glass of wine with a friend and he turned to me, we were having a conversation, I forget what we were having a conversation about, but he just turned to me and he's like, do you find that you're a negative person? And I was really taken off guard. <laughs> and at that moment, I, I, I didn't think I was a negative person, but I, I at the moment I, I noted that I was, I tended to, to talk through negativity. So I was really driven by that, that, negative, uh, those negative things that were influencing my life. I felt that my career had been, had taken a hard left from the original plan and I also had fear of the unknown for the future of my career. I honestly wasn't very thankful about much in my life during that burnout period, other than the undying support of my husband and the fact that my social media star was on the rise, even, and, and I was, with that I was endlessly working on my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer. I was traveling the country, but I missed holidays with family and the regularity of a normal person's comforts. I was gaining invaluable experience dancing for a range of choreographers and companies, but it made me feel unstable and dissatisfied when it didn't compare to the life that I had lived in a top-tier company. Whatever I did, I was pretty miserable. And looking back at it, I was miserable because I couldn't find anything to be thankful for. Only when I took some time to stop, sit with myself, and assess my misery. <laughs> That's a really strong word that I decided to say there. But uh, uh, assessing my misery, we're going to stick with that. Uh, but only then did I realize that I needed to uh, take a look at what I was thankful for as an actual exercise. It's uh, a practice and find true thankfulness in my life. Because what's a life worth living if you don't have things to be thankful for? When I did this, my outlook changed, and I became more positive and hopeful for what I have done uh, and where I am going. So I'd like to share some things that I did to cultivate my thankfulness with you in case you are needing some help today or in another day in the future. 
the first thing I did in order to cultivate this thankfulness was to assess what I was thankful for by putting things into perspective. I, I didn't really know where to start, so I had to start at the beginning. <laughs> it's a really good place to start. What's that from? Is that uh, Mary Poppins? I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, I had to start at the beginning. So, I, I, I began as a suburban boy in a family of unrealized artists that fell in love with dance and had a dream of becoming a professional dancer on the world's biggest stages. By the time that I was 15, I was being mentored by a former Broadway dancer and the owner of the educational video company, uh, Rizbiz Productions. And that's uh, Bob Rizzo, who was my, my mentor at the time. And while I was working with him on trying to achieve a career in uh as a musical theater dancer or a Broadway, uh, a Broadway musical theater or a modern dancer, I fell hard for ballet. Everybody told me I was way too far behind and that I should focus on modern dance and musical theater, but I saw nothing in my future except for ballet. After painful rejections and setbacks, I managed to attend both the Kirov Academy of Ballet and the School of American Ballet on full scholarship. By the end of my finishing training, I had been offered seven job positions, one with uh, my dream company, Houston Ballet. I realized a big dream early and danced for two of the most celebrated ballet companies in our country. While my career with those companies didn't catapult me, uh, that's a hard word for me to say today, um, but it, it didn't thrust me forward to the rank of principal dancer, I did dance dream roles to live orchestra for hundreds of thousands of people over those eight years. After that time, I felt confident and accomplished enough to take a risk. And while that risk caused me to feel like I lost it all, everything that I had worked for, uh, getting fired from Ballet X may have been a blessing in disguise. I traveled the country after that as a principal guest artist for four years, performing roles I never would have gone to dance at Pacific Northwest Ballet. I launched my choreographic career, I directed Alaska Dance Theater, um, and I also started my, my media career, which now has me teaching contemporary ballet classes across the country, speaking at events, and sharing our beautiful art form with as many people in as many ways as possible. Yes, there was trauma and challenge in there, but there is also a ton to be grateful for as well. After taking a long and introspective look at my progress, I began to note the times that I would have felt thankful as a kid looking forward at my life in the now. I call this the Scrooge method, you know, like past, present, future, or whatever else you want to call it, I began assessing my failures, achievements, and goals through the starry eyes of my teenage self. I've written about this on my blog, and I've discussed it in my previous podcast about the challenges of young success, so check that out if, it, if the topic interests you. I'm not going to go into full details on that one, but uh, a handful of moments that I was less than thankful about uh, that happened where I had achieved something, but it wasn't anything except for maintaining the status quo for where I was in my career. If I looked at who and where I was in those moments and what I had been doing to get to that point through the eyes of a younger version of myself, I was suddenly kinder to myself, prouder of where I was, and I found new appreciation and thanks for the multitude of life and career experiences I was uh, and have been having. 
if my younger self knew any of what I have done today, <laughs> even some of my low points, uh, he probably would have been baffled that I've gotten to live the life that I that I have and that I do. And that looking looking at everything through through that vision, it really helps to again put things in perspective. The final thing I've done to cultivate my ability to be thankful has been to let people enter my life, influence my work, and help me when needed, <laughs> which is a much bigger challenge for me than I really thought it would be, because I've always been very social, but uh, as a solo traveling freelancer who barely stayed home for nearly four years and went from gig to gig every couple of weeks, I, I forgot what it was like to be around the same people for any period of time. And if I needed help with something, I just kind of had to figure it out on my own. And I didn't realize that that had become normal for me. When the first handful of new friends and peers started popping up, offering friendship, advice, and assistance in my work, I had gotten so used to doing everything on my own that I most often rejected those propositions. I know reject is a harsh word. I wasn't nasty about it. It, it. I didn't even realize that I was actually rejecting it. I thought I, that I was like, oh, I don't need help with that. Or um, I would be a burden to somebody else if I allowed them to uh, give them give me the help that they're offering. So I, I rejected it in, in that way. I still struggle with this today as I'm still wildly self-sufficient, which is probably why I'm so overwhelmingly busy all the time. I, I can't even, I barely ever take days off these days uh, trying to find that balance again. But in the past six months, I've broken down my barriers a bit and have been actively attempting to be more accepting of people that want to join me on this journey in both my life and my career and that, that want to, to help me and enrich everything that I'm doing. When you allow others to take part in your life and success, you can't help but be thankful to and for them. And your achievements become grander because they aren't just your achievements. They go from being, for example, my achievements to our achievements, which... <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a bigger achievement if it means more to a lot of people. I am still a work in progress with cultivating thankfulness into my life, especially in accepting help from others. But I have found that I am so much more grateful for what I have done and what I am doing after I went through these steps. And even better, I feel like I have a much more positive outlook because of these, these things. So. If you feel you could find more things to be thankful for in your life, I'd say go ahead and try to give these steps a go and see how your positivity increases and how you become more grateful for things, small and, and large. It really couldn't hurt. I'd love to hear from all of you about what you are thankful for this year. So if you feel so inclined <laughs> to share, please feel free to send me a message via my website at www.barrycorollis.com. Again, that's www.barrycorollis.com. Also, I'm hoping to do another Q&A. If you remember uh, back in September when I was on my honeymoon, I did a Q&A with uh, listeners' questions. I answered their questions. So I'm, I'm really hoping to do another one of those in a few weeks. So if you have any questions that you'd like to hear me answer, please reach out to me on my website as well. And if you want to do a holiday-related question or if you want to do anything related to dance or even if you want to know something personal about me, 
go ahead and find my contact page on my website and shoot me a message. I hope that you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving and have tons to be thankful for. I sure do this year. So, on that note, let's bring today's episode to a conclusion. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page I just mentioned. If you missed it, you can find me at www.barrycorollis.com. One more time, it's www.barrykerollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book masterclasses in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking English engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. You can find those on iTunes as well as on premierdancenetwork.com. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have, <laughs> there's more, two YouTube channels, B. Corollis featuring my choreography and choreography, that's core-ography, featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod of Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me, and remember to go out and support your local dance scene. Thank you.